Welcome everyone to this episode of the Palmetto Guardian. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Weaver, and today we have a full house. Um, I'm going to let any, everybody introduce themselves, and then we're going to talk about our topic for today. So if you want to start, Sergeant Penn. Um, yes, um, my name is Sergeant First Class um, Felicia Penn. I'm excited to be here, and um, I am the uh, program manager, one of the program managers for the um, Special Emphasis Program. My name is Lieutenant Colonel Latasha O'Neill, and I currently serve as the CSSB commander for 751 um, Combat Sustainment Support Command, as well as the uh, Supply Services Division Chief for USPFO, South Carolina. And I'm Lieutenant Brianna Yancey. I'm currently the State Equal Employment Specialist on the MDA side. I'm a Battalion, Battalion S1 with 1050th Transportation Battalion. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for everybody to be here today. We have a very exciting topic to discuss, so let's just jump right in. Um, we're talking about Women's Equality Day that's coming up. So can we just talk about what exactly that means and what that looks like? Uh, well, that's a great question. Uh, Women's Equality Day um, is a day that's celebrated um, every August the 26th. Um, it commemorates the uh, the passage of just you know women's suffering um, in the U.S. and it just reminds of reminds us of all the hurdles um, that uh, women have have overcome. Um, so yeah, we're we're excited about it. Awesome. Um, okay, so what exactly does uh, equality for women mean to you guys? Um, well, uh, for me, um, aside from equal pay and uh, equal salary because money is always important uh, it means equal opportunity it means um, equal opportunities for um, success uh, for growth um, for development um, it means that um, when I'm bringing my ideas and my thoughts um, to the table that I'm going to get that opportunity to be able to express those thoughts and those ideas um, that I'll um, be heard just like my male counterparts um, you know, for me, it also means I'm thinking about um, my two girls. I have two girls, two daughters. Um, it means that uh, they will also have the same opportunities um, for growth, um, for development as, as their male peers. Um, it, it just, it means a lot to me. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, with Sergeant First Class Pen, I do have a daughter as well. So when I think about um, what women equality means to me, I think about her and the path that I'm setting for her to one day not have to worry about breaking down those barriers because hopefully by then they'll be broken and that she'll have those opportunities to sit at the table with her male counterparts and not never nobody else thinking twice about her um, ability to be successful as a woman. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I mean, the... All of you have been in for more than, what, five years, roughly, I'm assuming? Yes. Um, so have you guys experienced or seen things throughout your military career that um, has been something like a breakthrough with women equality, especially on the military side? I um, actually came around during the time where they were integrating women formally into combat roles. So I think from the time I've come in, I've seen um, great strides be implemented into the military to try to ensure gender equality much more than in the past. Yeah, and I think now too we're starting to see um, women being being looked at for leadership positions. Um, we still have a ways to go in that area, but I, I see that now as we've progressed. I mean, I've been in over t- 21 years in the Guard, and um, 
coming in as a PFC, I didn't see a lot of women in leadership positions senior to me. Um, so now, 21 years later, I'm actually starting to see that more. I am actually one of those as well in a leader, senior leadership position. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the same here. I've been in um, over 20 years. Um, and I can remember when I first um, got into the guard, I um, joined the 151 um, field artillery in Sumter. Um, and I didn't see a whole lot of uh, females. Um, but as um, the years progress, as things change, um, now I can really look back and say, wow, you know, we do have a lot more uh, female representation. You see a lot more females um, in leadership um, just to think about, um, you know, some of the females that we've seen um, come across in the South Carolina Army National Guard, like Sergeant Major, retired uh, Gail Williams, um, Colonel Renita Berry. Um, thinking about um, retired General Golf, our first female general in the South Carolina Army National Guard. It's, it's just really amazing to be able um, to, to look back and see all of those strides that, that we've made. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I kind of want to go back um, to Lieutenant Colonel O'Neill because you're basically in the process of, well, you've you're a part of history for the South Carolina National Guard. You're a part of a command team that is all females. So how does that make you feel to um, be able to be a part of that and to achieve that kind of role? Um, well, I had no clue that that happened, right, until <laughs> <laughs> so I took command. Um, and we had the opportunity. There was a, a, a soldier we had to, uh, that came out of command and was replaced with a woman, um, not intentionally, but she just qualified for everything, and she fit the, uh, she fit the bill for the position. Um, how does it make me feel? It feels great to see that because I've never seen that in the history of being in the National Guard. I've never seen a, a woman battalion commander with uh, four um, company commanders that were women um, serving with her. So it feels great to have that, to see that, and hopefully we can continue that throughout the, not just the National Guard, but the Army wide and all services wide. Um, so it just makes me feel great to see that and to have that support and to be able to relate because, you know, women, we can relate a little different and we lead a little differently too. Um, so I just feel like it's, it's just a great opportunity to be able to serve with those women. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so kind of going back into the women's equality, um, how does women's equality impact the males and that we the male figures and stuff that we work around and all that kind of stuff, how does that impact them or it, does it really impact them? So I think even if you just look at it from an economic standpoint, uh, gender equality has a great impact on men. Uh, for example, for an entire country, if women are able to work, the gross domestic product of that country increases significantly. Um, when we encountered the COVID-19 pandemic, we saw that women were disproportionately affected by the pandemic because with kids having to have schooling from home, a lot of women had to quit work or take time off work to be able to care for children. So even when you just look at the economic impact alone, it takes some of those pressures off of men and uh, gender equality greatly increases the ability of a group of individuals to improve economically. Yeah, and I just from my foxhole, um, from conversation and, and just what I've observed and what I've read um, now, you know, in 2022, I think that um, men are actually 
recognizing and understanding the importance of um, women's equality. I think when they think about um, their their daughters or their future granddaughters, their um, you know, their wives, <laughs> um, you know, they recognize that it's important that we're given those same opportunities um, that they're given. They're they're willing more um, to recognize um, where, um, you know, the system fell short when it came to to women's rights. Um, and they're willing to acknowledge that, you know, women can bring just as much to the table um, table as men. So, yeah, I, I think it's really evolving. With now that we are progressing forward and women are having, are there, they're obtaining more equality with men, um, with just a variety of different things. Do you think that there still is, um, stigmas in certain areas that we're still trying to work through that there's still issues with, or do you think that across the board it's pretty equaled out, but there's still room for improvement? I think there's definitely, um, room for improvement. Um, when we look at the U.S., um, you know, we, we've done well. We've made some significant changes. Of course, we're not perfect, um, you know, as a nation. But um, when we look at uh, different countries like Pakistan, Syria, Chad, um, Iran, there's still a lot of quests um, for women's equality in some of those countries. And I think what's really important is that um we just have to continue to really raise awareness um, and just, you know, kind of let everyone know that, hey, you know, these are some countries where they don't have the same, you know, rights. Women women don't have the same rights, um, you know, as women within the U.S. So I think it's just really important to recognize that and just continue to, you know, raise the awareness um, that there are some countries where, you know, it's, it's not equal. It's not equal ground. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how do you guys think that uh, women's equality has impacted the women who have come before you? I think I think over the years, um, the women before us were the ones that were, you know, fighting, I guess. We're still part of the fight as well, but they were the ones, you know, fighting to make the changes. They may not have had the impact that we're starting to get today on those. So they're more of the torch bearers trying to make those strides for the generations to come. Um, I think with their strides and for our generation and then us striding for our generations after us, um, there's been things that have improved over those years. Um, and we can see it where women make up like nearly half of the, the labor force. So probably about 40%, 47% of the labor force um, they make up now, or we make up. We've also narrowed the pay gap. Um, it's not equal to men quite yet, but we have made some strides there in narrowing the pay gap. We see that white women and Asian women have narrowed it more than black and Hispanic women, but there's still work that needs to be done in those areas. Um, women also um, significantly um, are more educated, college educated than men are. So you'll see that more, uh, which contributes to their progress, you know, in the workforce overall. And then the role of Women, now you'll see more women who are like family breadwinners, where the husband or the male 
uh, partner has decided, hey, it might be a bit more beneficial since you're making strides in your career. It might be more beneficial for me to stay home, take care of the kids. And there you see more of that now, at least by 31 percent, it's went up where women um, have contributed at least half of the uh, the uh, couple's total earnings. Has um, women's equality impacted any of y'all's career so far or um, have you experienced any type of issues throughout your career because of there not being equal opportunities? So I think um, in my career, a lot of what I see in regards to sexism is more verbal or actions that are done. So um, sexism has not been eradicated in the military. Sexual harassment has not been eradicated in the military. So I think the more equitable we make things in regard to gender, it could only help the military to move forward in those areas. Yeah, and I think um, I agree with uh, Lieutenant Yancey. And it has also, like, given me opportunities that I never thought, you know, Mm -hmm. I would have had, you know, in the military, being a lieutenant colonel. um, After having children, it's difficult to continue your career, you know, it's, and I know a lot of women can probably relate to that because you're taking on so many different roles and I am married and I have a husband who helps as well, but I know that nurturing is more of what I did for the baby and taking care of that. So trying to balance all that, um, it was difficult in my career, but it still allowed me, I had the family support and a friendship support that still allowed me to be able to progress and just having those male counterparts that saw me as equal to them mm-hmm. that saw that didn't look at me any different and was like like look she's she's performing she's doing well let's consider her for these positions so having those males that are allies that help fight for women's rights um that's been important as well in my career we still have work to do there obviously but there are men that do support women's rights and do um do want to see us strive and do well like they do yeah, and I think it's just it's really inspiring um, when you do have those male counterparts that, you know, are saying, hey, you know, come alongside me. Um, you can do this just as I did it. Um, you're not less than. We want you to have a seat um, at the table. But for me, it's just been really motivating. It's It's been inspiring. Um, even um, when I've had, like, male mentors um, and leaders that have, you know, looked at me and said, Sergeant First Class Pen, you know, you should consider doing this or consider doing that, you know. Um, you have those leadership abilities, things that I didn't believe in myself that I had. Um, they saw those things. Um, but when I look um, back, um, not just in the military, but when you look overall, um, I might be telling my age here, but when, when I was born in 81, um, Sandra uh, Day O'Connor was the first woman um, to be nominated to the Supreme Court, um, thinking about um, Sally Ride in science and um, Kathleen McGrath, um, who commanded the first uh, Navy um, warship at sea, you know, we've made so many significant strides. And I'm just really excited to be able to look forward and, and think about all the, the other strides that we're still going to make. Um, when I look and I see the uh, Lieutenant Colonel O'Neill's and um, other um, female soldiers within the Guard that are just making strides as well, it's just motivating and it's inspiring. So um, can we go into maybe uh, some oppor- equal opportunities that we might be dealing with right now that are still an issue or that we're still trying to strive to accomplish? Right. So women um, aren't finished fighting for equal rights. 
some of those things we mentioned, such as the wage gap or uh, gender-based discrimination still exist. Um, in the military, we are not at any kind of 50-50 split between the genders. Uh, there are There still is a majority of males in the military. Mm-hmm. And part of increasing uh, our ability to enlist female soldiers and airmen would be to ensure that the climate that is there within these military units is respectful and dignified. Um, and that is how we will be able to continue to retain female soldiers and airmen as well. So uh, still strides to make, but I believe we have uh, individuals in the military who are trying to continue to move the ball forward in that area. So how do you see with these things that we are trying to still break through, how do you see those changing or how how do you think we get to that point? Because, I mean, like you said, there's still discrimination. There's still sexual harassment and stuff. We do training all the time year round, like how do we, what do we do to break through that? I mean, it might not be just a basic answer, but what are things that you think would help people to break away from those stigmas and to treat us like we're equal and to view us the same? I think part of that is people have to be willing to challenge their rigid thought patterns. So we are all kind of socialized with certain values and beliefs. Um, In the military, we don't necessarily want to change people's values and beliefs, but we do want them to conform to a environment that is one of dignity and respect. So if maybe one of your values and beliefs clash with you being able to treat females in the military equally, uh, my expectation would be that you would challenge that if you are a leader in a position of power because we don't want to be disparately impacting females in the military to the point where they don't want to stick around because the environment is hostile to them. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, just a raising awareness, um, is a big part of that too. And, and having the conversations just like we're having right now. Um, I think this can be kind of a uncomfortable conversation for some people. Um, but it's a, it's an important conversation to really have and, and just to continue and, and let everyone know that, you know, there's, history you know behind this thing and it's the reason why um, women's equality day is recognized so um with that the 26th is um women's equality day and there's going to be an event going on so can we talk about that so that people know what's going on and everything yes there's going to be a special observance for women's equality day at the spartanburg readiness center on 26 august Our guest speaker will be Chrissy Cofield, and she is the U.S. Marshal nominee for the District of South Carolina. And that's actually a position um, that's nominated by the president, so that she's pretty prestigious. Um, So we look forward to hearing from her, as well as Heather McPherson from the South Carolina Military Museum. She will be doing a presentation on women's history in South Carolina. So we definitely want everyone to come out and join us as much as possible to celebrate this special event. Awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you have not been to the museum, you should go check it out because there is a lot of cool stuff in there, especially um, some items from females who have been in the military, National Guard, and all that kind of stuff that um, are displayed to kind of learn a little bit more history about that Um So that's a little tie for the museum in there. Well, if you guys like this video, make sure you give it a big thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to our channel, make sure you you hit the subscribe button, and we will catch you guys in the next episode.